All right, what is going on, guys? This is the Chasing Waypoints podcast, episode number 11. And we are going to be talking about road books after this break that we've taken for almost a month. It's been kind of a been kind of a rough month, but it is almost over. Actually, officially, it's over tonight as it is February 28th. Uh, but anyway, uh, we're back. It's been a break, but we are back on. Got a few episodes coming up, some really, really good stuff. This episode today is going to be about road books and just general chat about it. If you haven't already, jump over to the chasingwaypoints.com website. And if you click on the blog there, you're going to see the starting from zero uh, article about road books. There's some great information in there. I talk about that in the episode. Uh, thanks to Matthew Glade for sending those resources over to us. You're definitely going to want to do it. And if you can't do it right now because you're listening to us from a mobile device or in the car or wherever you may be, do that when you get home because in there I explain how you can get or show you how you can get one of the road books or the road books actually from the 2018 Dakar. Super cool. Big shout out to Matthew Glade Rally Motor Shop for hooking it up with that information. It's some really good stuff. And once again, I apologize for the extended break, but we are back. We've got a lot of great stuff coming. I've got Alex Martins from Conflux Motorsports and Rally Pan Am on deck. We're going to be doing an episode here shortly, and I'll be posting that up soon, but lots more good stuff. So anyway, with all that being said, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, whatever it is, all that, you know, plug-in stuff. Check it out. Here's the episode. All right, so let's talk roadbooks. Now, we've made it this far, got the gear, got all the stuff. Now it's time to actually get out onto the track and start doing some stuff, right? And for me, personally, uh, what I'm what I'm planning on doing is at least going out and laying down some routes with the GPS file, getting it. Uh, dialed in with GPS, come up with some tracks, run them a couple times, just make sure that I feel comfortable with what I see and know and what may be some of the dangers and some of the features that I would like to build in to the roadbook, and then turn around and bring that back, make uh, a roadbook, rough draft it, then go back out, compare it, make sure that, you know, when the odometer says at, you know, 59.3, you're going to make that right turn and make sure that the odometer says 59.3 and there's that right turn. Now, with experience comes accuracy and the ability to make them faster. But I'll be the first to admit I'm a rookie when it comes to making road books and creating. I've dabbled in it. I've never really set out to start creating mass amounts of road books and, and doing that kind of stuff. And then for that matter, even navigating them. But the concepts are simple and it's something that I think anybody can get into. So I, I believe that this is going to be a great adventure for those that decide to undertake it and get into it. So, so read the article, read all this stuff. If you haven't uh, been to the chasing waypoints uh, website to see the, the article about the road books, Matthew Glade dropped some awesome knowledge uh, on here or on there uh, 
with this email he sent with all these resources that he sends out to people that are interested in rally raid and that that hit him up so matthew glade of rally motor shop uh, is who i'm referring to and it's really really cool to see but the one thing that stood out the most to me was the game that's available the dakar 2018 uh, rally game and the ability to navigate via roadbook in it yes not the real thing but pretty close so is it you know is a want to get some i'm hey i'm i'm down i want to try it out but one of the things that really like stood out to me in that part was the idea that you could get your hands on the road books from 2018 from the dakar 2018 literally you can see the road book you can go in you can click the note as explained in the video you can click the note and see what it what they're talking about so if you're trying to practice your road book skills and reading a road book it's like it's like a flashcard. i mean it's it's absolutely insane i mean it's like one of the best tools that you could use to start reading road books now are the road books that we are going to create going to be that fancy uh probably not probably going to be pretty basic i did a youtube video on how to set up a road book using tulip which i like it it's one of the newer tools when it comes to designing uh road books you know rally navigator has been around forever and that is where i first was exposed to doing a real basic liaison road book uh with uh with baja rally and nothing you know it's not anything fancy it's not that difficult it just it takes some time to do it but then it also it depends on what level of detail do you want to put if you just want to do arrows down the road and and that's it and like let people navigate it and understand that there's going to be surprises then cool you can do that if you want to put some more detail into it put some more detail into it is it going to be a professional level road book first time out absolutely not are people going to get lost and miss turns because maybe some of the directions are not exactly clear? Yeah. I would fully expect your buddy to ride off into the sunset. I mean, that's just, it's, it's just part of it. But what could we do to curve that and start off on the right foot? Well, the only thing I see is, is going out and writing it and, and not just pulling a road book out of thin air. In other words, jumping in on you know google maps and drawing a line and you know microsoft paint and you know just drawing some lines and calling it good so a familiar track a gps track that you've already ran or have run or know people that have run it and you can get your hands on it and you can convert it and you can see some of the stuff yeah that's perfect convert that thing into a road book and and start making it happen so i think that it is uh, I, there's a lot of interest in it, but I think there's not a lot of resources, at least here stateside. I mean, I I've absolutely Florida had a message from somebody in Italy, uh, you know, to keep up the great work and didn't do all this. And I was like, this is crazy. I mean, it's never would I have thought that I would have somebody hit me up from the other side of the world and saying this is awesome. But it's like soccer. It's popular everywhere else. But here. I mean, and all the soccer fans that listen to this are going, you know, yelling at me or whatever, or using their inside voice. Ah, It doesn't matter. We're not live anyway, so they can't respond. Anyway, I digress. 
there has to be or there is a group of people that are interested in getting into rally raid but have no idea and that's been the whole premise of starting this whole thing of starting from zero and and getting into rally raid and and how to do it in an effort to get people interested and give them a resource in one place so you can go from zero not knowing anything about rally raid and work through the steps and get it going well the easy part is pretty much already done the hard part is is okay well how do i practice what's it going to take to practice and that is where this episode and what we're talking is is really focused on is okay let's come up with a game plan right let's not worry about making a super fancy super detailed dakar rally you know 10 time road book writer of fame and fortune and whatnot you know and expect the toby prices matthias Wachner, all these guys um you know from the big names the big wigs the the a squad in rally and expect them to be happy with the finished product that's not what we're after what we're after is just creating some basic road books to get you down the road so the plan and what i propose is yeah go out and ride uh, if you have a group of riding buddies and which is what I'm looking to do is like, okay, who, you know, of the group of the people that I know that may want to get into this and may want to do this. Okay. Who's got a bike that they're willing to put some nav gear on and who wants to go learn how to ride this stuff. And I think that it's a matter of picking someone that's going to be the like map man or the map, the mapper, or whoever, you know, the guide, and start creating roadbooks and just go out, ride it, then turn it into a roadbook and then let the buddies have it. And then next month it's somebody else's turn and then so on and so forth. And you just keep it going and that way you're creating your own roadbooks and being able to practice. Now coming soon, there's going to be a bunch of schools and stuff that you can do um, with, you know, if you haven't heard the podcast already with Skylar House, which was episode number 10. Uh, there was some really good knowledge in there and he really talks about uh, his Dakar experience and I think that that is like priceless I mean you, you you don't really get a chance to talk to people and you get to see the 10 second clips and the the interviews and stuff like that but nothing really that goes in depth to what the experience has been and what what it is from the other side I mean hats off to Skyler being fully committed and saying, I'm going to sell everything because I am going to Dakar this year. And, and he went and he did that and, and placed and, and, and finished and did everything that, you know, was on the checklist. So that takes, that takes a lot and that takes a lot of practice. And I know that he's ran Sonora rally. I know that he's ran, uh, he's ran Baja rally. I know that they practice books. I know that he's involved with Mason Klein. I know that they are doing, uh, rally school coming up. I haven't gotten any further details on it, but I'm hoping that we start getting some details out of that camp soon. But there's going to be chances to go out and practice and travel and do all this stuff. But in the meantime, what do we do that's going to help grow the sport and, and do that? And I think that it's making the stuff available, picking buddies to go ride it and do it. And, you know, I intend to create road books, basic road books post them up on the chasing waypoint site it's not going to be anything fancy it's just going to be something basic 
But what I want is that if somebody is in the San Diego area or in the Imperial Valley area or travels to that desert down there, I affectionately call plaster shitty. Will they have road books that they can use to navigate and do some stuff? And and yes, that's what I want to do to help grow and help get that stuff out. And so how, you know, like I said, well, I just got to go out and write it, you know, go out, write it and create the road book. I harp on that because there's a couple things that I've noticed um, and seen. And it comes in the way of working with Mike from Rally Comp and waypoint placement and doing uh, doing the not the actual mapping of it, but having to occasionally place a waypoint, move something or type something in in order to make sure that the waypoint is in the correct spot. And the reason this all connects is because there is a inherent inaccuracy in the maps that you use to create roadbooks. So sometimes if you go in and you create it 100% blind, meaning you've never had tires on the ground and never rode it and never tracked your road, your route, you may use the image, the satellite image to navigate this. Well, that's not that big of a deal, except the kilometers at the beginning maybe aren't so far off, but as you get towards the end of the road book, because you've been moving the moving the line, and anytime you move on these programs, anytime you move the line between one dot and another dot, or one marker and another marker, it can increase the kilometers. You can drag it way, way far away, and it starts calculating that line. And so if you imagine a, a peak, if you draw that peak, instead of just drawing a straight line across, now you're going from a line that's, you're, you're going from a point, you're gonna go up this peak, travel those two kilometers, and then you're gonna go down that peak and travel those two kilometers, and then you're back on track. Well, if you move that slightly and you keep making adjustments like that, by the end of the road book, the mileage and what you're doing could be off. And so I think that it's very important to go out and actually ride them. Not only that, but then also if there is something that's gnarly and there is something that is a danger, you know, I know that the desert changes and things happen and all that stuff, but you want to do your best to at least curve that and make sure that you're not going to put people at risk or, or, you know, or worse or not is get people lost, you know. You want to try and create a tight road book, something that is easier to follow along and doesn't have all of these inaccuracies. Now, I'm going to make mistakes. Make mistakes. I mean, that's a, you're not going to learn unless you make mistakes. Just like when we go navigating, I fully intend to ride off into the sunset when I start navigating road books. Absolutely. It's just going to happen. There's no two ways about it. There's going to be an instance where I'm going to worry about my gas mileage because I thought and it lined up and it lined up and it lined up and then all of a sudden it doesn't. And now you got to go all the way back and figure that out. So there's a video um, that kind of shows that. Uh, also, is another resource uh, from Matthew. And it's I've seen this video a few times and it's kind of been circling around uh, the internet. But it's a writer and he's showing 
the navigation and it's really cool because they have the trip meter in the bottom corner he's showing the road book notes and then you can see in the video how it's lining up and towards the end you can see where he gets lost and how he retraces his steps resets the odometer and gets going again and it's not that hard it really makes it look simple and and you start to realize well wait this isn't that big of a deal so i could probably make a road book you know i could do this this isn't that hard it's time consuming you know and i mean it's horrible you get to go ride your motorcycle you know in the desert and go see things so you know why not and that's to me like that's the whole experience getting into this whole thing as an adventure skyler mentioned it in the episode you know it's, it's gonna have that proper mindset it's like I just want to go out and, and be on this adventure and go out and have fun and just go out and survive this thing and just go out and do it. And the rest falls into place naturally. I um, mean, you can see it in his writing. You know, he's just got this fast flow. I mean, just going. And it, it, I can only imagine the smile under the helmet, you know. So why can't we get a piece of that? Why can't we go out and do that? There's nothing really holding us back. You just got to get the equipment. So get the equipment go out start making some road books go out and effectively get lost you know and that's i think the whole like thinking about it and in a way of like why would you get in why would you even want to do this and i go well because there's all the stories you get to tell your buddies and all that stuff and it's not about who rides the fastest i mean literally you could ride blow a corner you're going to ride that road two minutes down and then you're going to have to come two minutes back. Well, your buddy that was five minutes behind you is now a minute behind you. And now he can see you. And now you guys are, you know, BSing about that later and whatnot. Or he got ahead of you. How did you get ahead of me? You know, whatever it is. I mean, it's in the end, it's like one of those things like there's just so much coolness to it. And and you can make it a treasure hunt. You know, you could go out and have fun if you don't have necessarily a waypoint management software. Uh, or something where you can manage waypoints to verify that somebody went through it or validate it or however you want to call it. Um, make it like a geocache. Pile up some rocks, you know. I wouldn't say put up sticks or put up markers or anything like that. Um, the idea is, you know, at least keep this semi-sort of eco-friendly. But it's just a, a way of, of doing this so that people can get into it and you can go out and have fun and have an adventure and, and do this kind of stuff. And there are places, there are things out there that do it. I mean, LA Barstow to Vegas, they could give you a roll chart. You could do this stuff on a roll chart. So that's not bad. So there's, there's some practice. And then you think about like, okay, well, going back to the schools thing, you've got Rally Pan Am that's going to be doing schools. You've got Skyler and Mason going to be doing their schools. Uh, Sonora Rally does schools. Baja Rally does schools. Like, I don't want to race. Okay. Well, go do all of these schools. And what are you going to get to see? You're going to, to, to see Utah. You're going to get to see Colorado. You're going to get to see Baja. You're going to see mainland Mexico. I mean, that's horrible. Why would you ever want to do that? Why would you ever want to travel to those places? And I hope the sarcasm comes through on that because I'm totally being sarcastic, but why not, you know, and, and find the bike, find the beater, you know, uh, my friend, Travis, every single Sunday, uh, scored a YZ 426 and 
told him I, I want it. And he was going to he was going to flip it. But he graciously said, you know what? I know you've been looking for a bike for a while. You know, here you go. And, you know, sold it to me for what he got it for. And now it's sitting in the garage. And like any true money pit, I've already got parts coming for it. And the idea is like, well, wow, here's here's a bike that I could quickly set up to go run some road books on and and then or create them and done. End of the story. I'm out there riding, you know. If you haven't seen the YouTube channel, his YouTube channel, uh, every single Sunday, uh, I highly recommend it. There is a lot of cool stuff on there. He's always doing a lot of like hard enduro type riding and just traveling around and doing all of this stuff. I believe this weekend uh, they're out on uh, Royal Enfields going the hard way to Utah or somewhere like that. So definitely worth a check out. But I mean, that's that's it. I mean, it doesn't it's not a fancy bike. I'm just going to make sure that the thing will log some miles and it's mechanically sound the best I can and then just go out and ride. And I think that it's the same for everybody. If you've got it, okay, cool. Now go see Matthew, you know, or jump to rallymotoshop.com and pick up some nav gear. Don't get the fancy stuff. You don't have to go super fancy, you know, and just go start making roadbooks. I mean, why not? You know, I think that... Again, it's it's a new adventure, it's a new thing, and it's not a sprint race, and it's not anything like that. It's just something else to do on a bike, and even if it's the the same old trails that you've ridden, um, then you're adding this, and it's going to be a layer of like surprise. You know, you don't know the road book doesn't tell you the name of the road that you're going on unless you put it in there but you know you don't want to give that many clues unless you know for sure people are going to get lost you know maybe give them a hint or two but the whole thing is is road books i i, I just i feel like i'm harping on it you know in this episode but i think that the best that we can do is just get out there start riding them start creating them get them out there you know have them as a resource you know and and that way that there's more encouragement of people doing it and and then also and that's that's not to say you know i have another friend gnarly dave that that makes road books um and has been doing that and there's a lot of time that goes invested into that too writing them verifying them writing them again verifying making changes you know oh they put up a gate here oh they put this up oh they did that you know it takes a lot of work to make them. But then again, the road books that he's doing are the road books that uh, Ricky Brabeck may use every once in a while. Um, if you don't know Ricky Brabeck, which I'm not sure if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably at least remotely interested in the rallies and stuff like that. And you may have heard the name Ricky Brabeck. Uh, he won the day car. Uh, this, this rally called the day car. Uh, last year 2020 and then for 2021 got that second and he's he's used some of those books as well and and so the thing is is that some people will look at this and and go at it and in a professional manner cool do it 
you know, and some people are going to be the sportsman level. I just want to throw some road books together and just get it done. You know, you've got Cottage Inn and Randsburg out in that area. Tons of riding that you can do. You move out California City, um, high desert, basically. There's a ton of stuff that you can do. I mean, you could literally make a 30 kilometer road book in 20 square miles. And it's just sending people up and down the road in different directions. Obviously, they're going to be pretty annoyed by the time they got back because it's all zigzags. But, you know, at the end of the day, it was still a challenge. You know, did the odometer come back at exactly 32.3 kilometers, which is what the road book was? Or did they end up cheating and, and or miss some stuff and it end up coming back at 30? Or did it go, you know, I don't know. There's a ton of stuff you can do and have fun with it. But... I think the biggest thing is you've got the bike, you've got the equipment, you've got the interests on it. So now it's like, okay, how do we get these road books flowing and how do we get this stuff going? And I think that that's the, the end result is people just got to step up, create your own road books, do that kind of stuff, and then have your buddies do it. And then the next time around, they, they make the road book, you do it, you know, and, and just keep it going. I mean... And then, you know, as the classes and stuff come out, uh, I'm building a website or I'm building a page on the website on chasingwaypoints.com where I'm going to put the schools that are being announced so that people can go out and sign up for them and actually get a chance to participate in some of these schools. It's not a rally raid. It's not the actual event. But it's a school to be able to go check it out and, and just go travel and see these different places. And and then when you're feeling so inclined, sign up for a rally raid. You know, if you just quickly kind of touch on that, I mean, the Baja 1000 uh, is a the teams that are doing it are two weeks you got race week and then you got the week before where you're doing all your pre-running and stuff like that and baja 1000 yeah a thousand miles but you got teams that are doing three and four laps on the entire course so with that you need a support crew you need hotels you need supplies you know the food the drink the water bike supplies tires you know you're going to blow through tires on a bike doing that you know and so the bills quickly add up, right? Two, three thousand dollars just in pre-running is not. I mean, it's like spends in a heartbeat. And then now you got race week. You know, you've got a three, four, five thousand dollar entry fee, and then you're going to have to pay for, uh, you know, your volunteers at least reimburse them for gas, and and then you got to buy hotel rooms and you got to do all of this stuff, and so there goes the bill again. So dropping 10 to 20 grand on preparing for a Baja 1000 is not unheard of. I mean, it's actually more common than we would think. We'll now compare that to a rally raid. Well, a rally raid, you got $3,000 entry fee. You know, okay, you got to buy the the hotels. So you're going to be at $5,000. You don't need a big crew because there is no chasing. So then you just need somebody to basically drive your truck from bivouac to bivouac and could be your mechanic. So you could literally do it with one other person other than yourself. 
or like some and i i mean it's awesome every time i get to go down to the baja rally and and work with with all of the the people in the families i mean it's a family and and see everybody there and you know yeah there's the the significant others uh the sisters the brothers whatever it is you know and it's all of one it's all one big family and it's all one big event and it's really really cool but it's way more cost effective than running one of those races and then the other one the baja 1000 for the upper 10 percent of your class is a sprint race eight riders 50 mile stints 75 mile stints unless you're colton udall where you've got a 750 mile stint you know it's still a sprint race and rally raid can be a sprint race you know the guys that navigate quickly but the majority of the field the the amount of people that are competitive grows significantly because the fastest guy can keep making mistakes that the next fastest guy makes half those that the third fastest guy only makes a quarter of those that the fourth fastest guy who actually wins the event made no mistakes didn't get lost didn't blow through waypoints so it's one of those things that it just ebb and flow and i mean and it, it really broadens the ability like i've seen one of the rallies get decided literally get decided at the very last waypoint of the event so what was it it was the skill it was the and it was just a simple mistake it wasn't any like it wasn't you know super super critical but it just was at the wrong time so this is the event for more people this is the type of racing quote unquote that more people can get into because it's tough because of distance not necessarily roughness not necessarily um the speeds not necessarily um really not necessarily any one thing it's just known for covering distances and there's only certain sections that are actually raced you can get penalized on a liaison for speeding for missing a point for not arriving on time for arriving late you know or, or arriving early all this there's there's rules that you have to listen to so it makes it a game and it makes it a lot more fun so i don't want to like preach and discourage anybody on that but i think that if you go back and just look at like okay i want to go out and i want to do something different i'm tired riding in the same area and if you're in california that riding area is getting smaller and smaller and smaller every year i want to go ride i want to go check this out i want to do this differently well here's another way of doing it now those are your 450s your 690s your 250s and you want to put your dirt bike stuff on there well i also switching to the adventure side of it is with the big adventure bikes you know okay so the road's got to be a little bit different now you can navigate city streets so now on an adventure bike well wait if we put a road book on this thing and we do this well now i could do the same you can navigate a city street you can navigate through city streets then you can go some graded roads and you can do all of this other stuff and and now it's even broadens it even more now granted like on the rally raids and stuff like that like the dakar and all that the the bikes have to be semi-street legal like they have uh 
a registration. They're, you know, they're certified to a certain level to be able to be out on highways and, and, and in the cities. But on these bikes, like, well, why would we necessarily like, I don't want to count them out because that's a, a huge market. And that's something that more, even more people might get into. And because why? Because you're figuring out this navigation thing. It's not a GPS pointing and telling you where to go. And it's not that hard if you've got an odometer and you've got the road book in front of you. And it's just like back when we used to print out directions from Google My Maps. You know, the written directions. What would it tell you? Oh, in 3.2 miles, make a right turn. What does Siri tell you? You know, the same thing. But now you just read it on a road book and it's in more concise form. Maybe it doesn't give you the street name. Maybe it doesn't give you all the exact details, but it just tells you, hey, in two miles, make a left or in two kilometers. And then when the odometer reads 3.8 kilometers, you're going to stay straight. And then when the kilometers, uh, excuse me, the odometer reads uh, 15.8 kilometers, you're going to turn right onto a dirt road. Okay, cool. And then it's from there, TDSPP, follow the, follow the dirt road, follow the main tracks all the way down. And next thing you know, you're in Anza Borrego. That was basically the Grapevine Canyon route, but whatever. You know, it's, it can be done on so many different bikes and so many different levels. And it doesn't even have to be in a race setting or in, a, in anything. So, like, you can participate in these events. So, I feel like I've been going on and on about, you know, all these great things and all that stuff. So the recap, right? The recap of this, you've got the gear, you've got the bike. Now it's time to start riding. And so go out, ride, lay down some tracks. Maybe you've got some previous tracks that you've used and you want to reuse those again. And so perfect. Download Tulip, import that GPX, file into tulip and then just start dropping points and start doing it the go to chasingwaypoints.com at the bottom there's a video there on how to create a a tulip note how to create the note in tulip and it's not that hard and you could put as much detail as you want or you can leave out as much detail as you want and now do that you've got a road book and now you've got something that your buddies can go out and navigate and that people can go out and do and and that's it and then what do you do rinse and repeat do it again and then you keep doing it and eventually you just get better at it and you start putting more detail into it and next thing you know the group of friends that are into this is is even better and the side bets and the campfires and the all the other stuff that goes along with it just continues to grow and so we have to start somewhere and we have to do this because financially I don't think it's feasible for everybody that wants to participate in a Baja race to do so. Uh, once you start seeing what the costs are and all that stuff, it could be very uh, detrimental or it could be very off-putting to a lot of people. And especially if you don't have the crew. If you, if you don't have the crew and you want to go, you could do that. You can sign up with various companies that will rent you a motorcycle, that will charge you for the spares, that will do all of that stuff, but it's just the money just as it just exponentially grows. Where if you go to a rally raid, it's a much different proposition as far as the money that you've got to lay out to make that happen. So rewind all the way back to the Scott Bright episode and he talks about, you know, you just want a solid bike 
that will do it. You need the gear on it. You probably want a fairing because of the time that you're going to spend, you know, on the roads or, or navigating from uh, section to section or whatever it may be. But then that's it. So why not? You know, it's 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 all laid out. So, like I said, jump over to the Chasing Waypoints uh, website, and and you can read through the article and sign in, log in, leave comments. You know, hey, this is a great resource. I've done this. This is what we do in our local area. You know, I would love to hear from people in Europe or in Canada. Uh, or, or even into mainland Mexico. I know there are some people that do some roadbook stuff down there. You know, what's like, what's the culture around this? Like, what do you guys do on the weekend? You know, who, who makes the roadbook? Who does the what? You know, I, I really want to hear, you know, what's going on over there. I only think it's going to grow. I know it's growing because in talking with Matthew from Rally Moto Shop, you know, business is, is busy, is good, and there isn't really a used gear market, which tells me that people are buying equipment and they're not selling it and they're not returning it. So that means that people that get into the sport are actually like, I like this. This is cool. This is different, you know? So why not? So anyway, I've harped on this enough. It is getting a little bit late on a Sunday. Got to get ready for work. Do that 9 to 5 gig. So I hope everybody has been well. We're still doing this lockdown thing, still doing that, but now the vaccinations and all that stuff. But this podcast is absolutely not about any of that. It's about us going out and socially distancing the proper way on a motorcycle and having fun and getting into rally raid. So I hope everybody is well. I apologize for the break, almost a one-month break in the podcast, but I've got about six or seven episodes that are going to be coming in hot, so absolutely stay tuned. Don't forget, visit ChasingWaypoints.com. You can follow along on the article. You can see some of the stuff that we were talking about uh, right there. This podcast episode will also be linked there, so you can jump in and check it out and listen along. And after that that is it so remember rubber side down shiny side up uh go out get lost see ya